Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode three hundred and nineteen uh, of Another Digital Citizen. I am Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Mm -hmm. It's uh, going uh, pretty well. Uh, I have had a Luke-filled week already. Or at least the last few days. We have definitely yeah. hung out quite a bit. <laughs> We're doing a secret project. Uh, yes. <laughs> secret. It's secret. You will you will hear about it soon. But it's secret. Yeah, I got a, a message about it this morning, and it sounds mm -hmm. like everything's going well, by the way, just to let Good. you know, on air, Good for some reason. Air. I could have said this mm -hmm. beforehand, but I didn't. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we, we recorded something with someone that we will talk about uh, in some... A some month? In a, yeah, in a yeah. month or so, yeah. Yeah. That is what we did mm -hmm. uh, yesterday. Um, but yeah, no, it's always nice to hang out with uh, my best friend. Uh, so, that's you, by the way, if you were wondering. Yeah, I, I think we are. Yeah, I think you're my best friend as well. When I think about oh, it, wow. I Yeah. I mean, does you my. think about it? Well, oh, does my chinchilla count? <laughs> Because wow. I hang out with my chinchilla slightly more than I hang out with you, but... Um. Wow. Wow. So, if your chinchilla and me were hanging off a clip, <laughs> uh, which one would you save? If I, if I had to pick one? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could pick one. Well, you have to in this... Uh, in this universe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think... She only could probably just climb us. up onto your shoulder, and then I nope. would... Only one of us survives. <laughs> I think I could manage uh, Chinchilla and, nope. and you in this situation. No. In this, this, in this world, the Chinchilla weighs and is the same size as me. Well, that's terrifying when I think about it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you have, still haven't answered... Come on, say me. Come on. <laughs> I, know. I know you want to. Oh, it's a, it's okay. It's the shit. I, I couldn't. I don't. Well, no, I don't think I could pick. To be honest, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yes. know what to do. I would be. Uh, what are they? I would be stunned and, and stuck in that situation where I, I'd be yeah, looking and back and forth, <laughs> and then I'd let you <laughs> both fall. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, I killed both of them. Exactly. It would be the uh, cliffhanger with um where uh, he like grabs the girl the lady by the the thing and then it snaps. Um mm -hmm. Sylvester Stallone style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I miss an, a good old uh Sylvester Stallone film. I I still remember when he was in the mountains with uh, a lot of like uh, Isipar around him. 
I think that was Cliffhanger, what it was called, or something like that. What was around it? Terrible him? movie. Like, uh, the white stuff you use inside your house. It's called Isopor in, in Norwegian. I don't know what that is. Salt? I'm not sure what. White stuff you no. use in your house. I have no clue. Yeah, like. <laughs> in, in your walls. Thanks to our uh, friend uh, Google, it's called uh, Styrofoam. Uh, or, uh, yeah, that's uh, what it is. That's the brand name, apparently. I, styrofoam, I, I've always just... It's like packing material. It's like what you put in... If you were to get like a new PlayStation, you, that stuff that's yeah. around it, is that, that's what you're talking about, right? Yes, yes, yes. Right, okay. We do not use that as a building material in, in America. <laughs> You don't have that in houses. Huh. I I think we use it. I, I don't. I I have never built a bathroom, but I think we we use it in bathrooms. Like, uh, if we wanted to contain, like, uh, if we want uh, warm in uh, in the bricks in the bathroom, I think we use styrofoam. It's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, what I'm reading is styrofoam products commonly used in. Restaurants are taking effect in cities, countries, states. Uh, they're banning it across America, styrofoam. Yeah. Restaurants found in violation of styrofoam ban may face up to $1,000 in fines for failure to comply. Uh, is styrofoam toxic to humans? This is just like the first things that come up when I look up <laughs> styrofoam on Google. On Google, yeah. Is it? Uh Foam not only poses threat to human health, but can also be harmful to the environment. Foam is lightweight, but easily blown by the wind, washed away by rain sources. Very brittle and can break into small pieces that animals can eat. So it's... Styrofoam is not only a dangerous air pollutant, but also poses a great threat to humans, environment, and animals. The worst part about styrofoam is it takes 500 years to decompose. Oh, holy moly. And it leaches harmful chemicals into the environment. Mm. I remember styrofoam cups and things like that. Like I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember styrofoam cups when I was a kid. Yeah, they do not do that anymore. It's like, it is oh. not a good... Uh, why did McDonald's stop using styrofoam? It stopped using foam packages in their hot beverages in 2012 after receiving pressure from As You... So, a non-profit that promotes environmental and social corporate responsibility. Okay. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, hashtag I did not know that. Sometimes it's fun to do... Because then the next question I find on... Does McDonald's pizza still exist? Pizza was discontinued for most restaurants by 2000. The reason for eliminating pizza from the McDonald's menu was that it took 11 minutes to cook a pizza. So, just, to, just so you know... <laughs> I have never had McDonald's pizza. I didn't even know that was a thing. No. But I guess I would I, be kind of, like, because it's McDonald's, you'd be like, 11 minutes? You're making me wait 11 minutes yeah. at a fast food restaurant. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's uh, a little too too long. I, I, uh, I have a story when it comes to that. So when I was in, in Russia... Uh, we were in Saint Petersburg and 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 Moscow, and uh, this was just when like uh, corporates uh, were allowed to come into to to Russia. 
so when we were in like the center of uh, St. Petersburg, the first thing uh, we saw that was kind of like American was actually Pizza Hut. <laughs> and that was the only place uh, in all of, of St. Petersburg where we could get a Coke. Mm-hmm. All otherwise, we, we got the, uh, 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 the, other, uh, the one that you drank. I just I watched a video last night of uh, a Russian guy eating all the the entire Russian McDonald's menu. Did you watch that video by any no, chance? No. There was a video who who was it? Um Yeah, I, there was a Russian guy. I watched a video la- just last night. It just came out where he oh. he did the whole Russian menu meaning like just the ones that aren't available right. the the op- yeah, the options on the menu that aren't available anywhere else but Russia, right? right. And they had like fried shrimp and different random weird things, yeah. I did that uh, when I was in in uh, Cairo. I did it. I I ordered some menu items I hadn't seen otherwise. Yeah, they do that all, in all different places. If you go to McDonald's or whatever, but um, yeah, yeah, they were pointing. At the, oh, they had chicken wings, and they were saying like McDonald's. If you go to Russia, has the best chicken wings of any chicken wing. Like if you go to KFC. The chicken wings are worse in Russia than they are at McDonald's. I'm not really sure why that was, but I thought that was interesting. <sighs> I missed the only KFC we had in Norway. That was in Sandvika. I still remember it. Ate there many times. Uh, KFC has gone downhill here in America. They used to be decent. Now they're like, uh, uh, it's like hit and miss, super hit and miss. Hmm. Okay, uh, otherwise, uh, other than having an overdose on uh, Fro, have you had a good uh, week? Yeah, decent. It seems like it went by really fast, but I think it's just because we've been so busy with things, right? <laughs> we've yeah. been super busy, yeah. And uh, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know like where the last week I, yeah, I'm going to sleep really well tonight. That's all I know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I've been a little stressed because I haven't been to the dentist, and that is my favorite place to go on Earth. And right, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some news. Uh, the jury selection in uh, J.C. Maxwell trial has begun. Yeah, so apparently we don't have too long for this trial to actually begin. It says opening statements are set to begin on November 29th. So, mm. um, like two weeks, a little less than two weeks until the actual trial begins and we can start talking about that. But uh, mm-hmm. jury selection began on Tuesday of Ghislaine Maxwell, who accu- who is accused of helping her close confidant and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein in recruiting underage girls. Al- Judge Allison Nathan started questioning potential jurors one by one on Tuesday. Uh, according to the Associated Press, she said on Monday that 231 potential jurors would be questioned. Uh, 12 people will ultimately be chosen for the jury, and in addition to six alternates. Uh, Maxwell did make an appearance in court on Tuesday, according to the AP. She was wearing a black suit 
uh, and hugged her lawyers upon entrance. Why do we care what color suit she was wearing? <laughs> I saw another article that was like talking about uh, her and like, oh, she's got a bold fashion choice. And I'm like, what? What is this reporting we're doing here? I don't give a shit what like her designer decided she should wear to court. You know what I mean? Uh, American media sometimes is so fun. <laughs> I uh, they obsess on what people wear thing. for like no reason yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Maxwell faces uh, eight counts uh, for allegedly helping Epstein, uh, facilitating sex trafficking. Epstein was found dead in his jail cell in August 2019 uh, when he was awaiting trial. So people are kind of saying, like, th that I even saw something, they were talking about how, like, she's kind of the, uh, the, the replacement, you know, since nobody yeah. was, since nobody was able to actually prosecute Epstein. She's the next best thing. Um, and, and, and the... Pro, the prosecute... Uh, no, the defense, sorry. They're, they're trying to say that she's being treated badly in jail as a part of her defense also. So, um, saying that the jail that she's been put in is, is far too harsh. So they were trying to get... Uh, they were trying to get bail even up till last week, and, and then she was denied bail, uh, I think, for a sixth time, possibly? Yeah. I feel so bad for her, said absolutely nobody. Uh, the jury candidates on Tuesday sat in individual boxes while the judge asked them questions. Some of the prospective jurors said they had never even heard of Epstein. Uh <laughs> <laughs> while others said they had heard, but had not heard of Maxwell, while others said they had heard of, heard of both, according to the Associated Press. So, yeah, I can imagine that jury selection in this situation is going to be quite difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, did you get that? I mean, you're going to have to find like a guy who lives in a shack, basically, to uh, to not have heard of either of them, or like I don't know, I, yeah. True. The Unabomber well, is going to be every jury member at this point. <laughs> Aww. Uh, but let's see if we got another asshole guilty this week. Oh, Alex Jones guilty in all four Sandy Hooks defamation cases? Hmm, I guess this happens when you don't give evidence. Alex Jones has been found guilty by default. In all of the four defamation cases brought by different families of the victims of the Sandy Hook school shooting, a judge in Connecticut issued rulings in a fourth defamation lawsuit brought against the InfoWars, uh, what do we call him, InfoWars guy, <laughs> after he failed to produce evidence to support Neither. false claims in 2000, uh, of the 2012 mass shooting. Uh, the ruling means all four lawsuits brought by the families that attend Sandy Hook victims in Texas and Connecticut have won uh, their defamation cases. 26 people, including 20 school children, died that day. Uh, Jones claimed that the shooting was a false flag operation engineered by the government 
to bring about stricter gun laws. Jones also claimed in his radio on his radio show that the event was completely fake with actors, synthetic and giant hoax. Uh, that it was by done by opponents of the Second Amendment and the mainstream media. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, this isn't. We talked about this before, right? Mm-hmm. So. At one, I think we talked when the very first lawsuit got dismissed, or uh, he was found guilty of the first one because he didn't give any evidence, uh, and now all the rest of this of the lawsuits that were similar were all found to be. Uh, he was found guilty by default for the same reason as the first one that we covered. Is what's happened here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says juries now must decide how much Jones has to pay in damages and court costs as well as, I'm assuming, attorney fees and everything else, right? I hope so. I mean, sh- this is such a up-in-the-day case. I feel like he should be punished uh, very, very, very harshly. And I do hope that they give him a good, good, good fine. I think the worst part about it was that he knew at the time that the harassment was going on and chose right. to continue his line of questioning of the situation where, like, it, let's say he had said it and then the next week or the next day or whatever he came out and said, to his like his listeners, hey, don't uh, don't go after these people. Don't you know he actually made a, a type of retraction in his news reporting, uh, even oh. if he wasn't to let's say deny his conspiracy theories. If he was oh. if he was to go on air at the time and had been like, uh, even though I'm saying this, blah de blah, don't harass these people don't if he was to make some kind of disclaimer then maybe he would have had some kind of recourse in a trial like this but he just some leeway right exactly he just chose to just go with it full bore as this conspiracy theory and um it's crazy because if you think about like youtube you know five years ago this is that was it was just you know it was the wild west basically compared to now it's just weird mm-hmm. to think about um, yeah I I do think that it's it, it shows us that some things like if, uh, actually sometimes uh, when you do shitty things shitty things will happen to you and I'm I'm very 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 happy. If, that uh, he is found guilty, and I, I, I hope the families uh, in this case finds more like peace with it now that uh, he's found guilty as well, because that is also an, an important part of it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem was the harassment by not necessarily mm-hmm. him, but by his followers. Others, right? Yeah. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the sad part is, I have a feeling that this will just bring that all back up, but uh, for the for the families. Um, yeah. But then, at the same time, it also brings, like you said, that that finalization of, of the whole situation. So. 
Hmm. Maybe I can send him to Norway, look. Uh, well, how about Siberia? I'd rather send oh, him to, like, Siberia. Siberia or, like, <laughs> I guess we could say, what's well, that little island above Norway? Svalbard. So, yeah, Svalbard. we could send him up there, and he can hang out with the yeah. polar bears. Polar bears, yeah. Uh, maybe he can get some uh, new COVID Delta strain that is detected here. Hooray! Pew, pew, pew! A new variant of the Delta mm -hmm. variant of uh, COVID-19 <sighs> has been detected in Norway, which is assumed to be yes. no... Uh, this, is, this is assumed to be no more infectious than any other strain. The NRK mm -hmm. is reporting uh, as of Monday. So that's what we know. I mean, it's only been two days. So how much research could they have possibly done? But... Uh, the National, or the Norwegian Institute of Public Health reported the first case of a version of the Delta virus in late uh, June and has since spread around the country, according to the news. Experts believe it is no more dangerous than the re regular Delta variant, and existing vaccines do not lose their efficiency against the new variant. Okay. Um, oh, here we go. The variant is recognized internationally as AY63 and labeled okay. as first seen in Norway, according to ANI. Mm. I'm very happy to say that uh, we like to spread things in Norway, so, you know, this is, this is sad. This is just like ugh, another thing, like. We didn't need us to be uh, fair, but nobody needs any new things. So uh, I just, I just feel like it is. It's like, will we never get rid of this? Like, is this case just going to come up again and then again and then again and then again? What the have, different have, variants and, and everything else? Yeah. Yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion that answer is yes. I mean, I was reading a an article that basically said that uh, earlier this week. Basically said uh, we'll, we'll be living with this for as like for our age. Like we'll be living with this for our whole life. Maybe like yep. our grandkids would be out of it, but like even the people who are like. The ne you know, uh, Zoomers, Gen Z people, it's more than likely they're going to live with it their whole lives also. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think there is a good possibility that this is just uh, the reality of the world at this point. I mean, I wouldn't act like that's a horrible thing because at least we're getting somewhat control of it it could be worse there could be other diseases that come along so sure but uh, it's still it's still uh, a thing that's hitting uh, uh, countries around the world like millions of people are still going to die of this so oh yeah for sure um especially right now in smaller you know, less uh, industrialized, less um, uh, westernized uh, parts of the world. It, it's still getting worse. Right. Yeah, for um, 
and not because of this new variant, just even the original COVID is getting worse in certain places. Uh, and I think that gets lost in some of the West, the more westernized parts of the world because we're like, oh, mm -hmm. it's over now, it's over now. But it's a... I, I mean, we said this at the beginning, it's a worldwide pandemic. So if you let it mm. fester in another part of the world, all that's going to happen is it's going to come back up in your part yeah, of the world eventually. It moves. It, right. Yeah, it moves around. It doesn't, like... That's what uh, they don't understand. It's like... If, viruses don't stand in one place i think people do understand that it's just a it's a an ability as humans to be able to kind of like uh rationalize okay this is how things are now and so i'm gonna mm. go back to doing what i did how i feel normal even though things are normal you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean it, it it's amazing ability of the human brain but also one of the dumbest things humans <laughs> do <laughs> I, I agree with both yeah uh also we talked about last week uh, steve bannon got arrested uh today we can read in norwegian newspapers that he de declares himself self not guilty so that means that he's isn't guilty look so there's that. Yeah, he's got an innocent face. Look at this. Yes. Look at this innocent looking face he's got, this guy. <laughs> he looks like a... Look at this cutie, pewdie, pootie boo. Innocent. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't look like a homeless man, even though he's got millions of dollars. <laughs> Why does he look so homeless? He's got like this weird... Like five o'clock shadow that he never shaves for some reason. <laughs> he looks... He looks like... Someone I would think lived on the streets of Philadelphia. Yeah, he, if anybody was to be living in a shack, it would be this this guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, former Trump advisor Steve Bannon was released <laughs> without bail on Monday after surrendering surrendering to federal authorities in Washington D.C., where he is facing criminal charges after defying a subpoena from lawmakers investigating the January sixth Capitol. Invasion is what they call it in, in the CNBC oh, article. Invasion. I've never heard of it referred to as an invasion. invasion. Okay. That's the first for me That's from me. CNBC. Uh, yeah. But he was charged with two counts of contempt of Congress following his refusal to comply with demands to produce documents. Sounds familiar. And sit for a dis deposition. Each count of contempt of Congress is a misdemeanor. Misdemeanor. Punishable by up to one year in jail and a maximum fine of a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I believe he's super duper guilty, but uh, that's me. What do I know? Uh, it says Banner will be subject to general supervision supervision requirements as part of his conditions of his oh part of the conditions of his release. He will also have regular have to regularly report to pre-trial services and alert them of any plans if he's traveling outside of Washington. Bannon has also surrendered his passport and agreed not to uh, obtain any other international travel documents. So I guess that, that was a condition of his bail, obviously, is that he gave over his passport so he wouldn't flee the country. Right. Do you think that he would have fled? I mean, he gave himself up, so... 
Yeah, I don't see that as... I think that's probably another reason why they didn't... Um, why there was no uh, bail. bail is because yeah. he gave... He, he They didn't have to bring him in. Um, yeah, there was a funny video this week of him on, like, a radio show or something, and in the background it was, like, Bannon indicted on, like, the... There was a TV playing, playing like, the news in the background, and then he's just sitting there talking, and right behind him it says <laughs> that he's been indicted. It's a funny clip out there if you want to look it up. That is kind of funny. But yeah, no, we will see. Uh, judge sentence U.S. Uh, Capitol writer the QAnon shaman to over three years in prison. Uh, remember when he said, like, I will never be jailed? Wasn't that him? I, it's possible. I don't remember exactly. I mean, there was a few people that said that. Um, yeah. There was the one lady who was like the white lady from Washington who was like a super rich lady mm -hmm. she like flew there in like a private jet I know she also said uh, they'll never jail me I think she said it because I'm a white lady so that's good mm -hmm. um, but I kind of feel bad for him because what we know about the QAnon shaman is he's probably not mentally stable right he, or the brightest tool in the shed well, what I've heard is that like he regularly walked around in that outfit just in his in his neighborhood, like before all this happened. Like he would, I I, I can see that right. Um, <laughs> just by himself, not like with a group of people. Like he just was, right. yeah. Um, a federal judge on Wednesday sentenced the U.S. Capitol rioter, known as the QAnon shaman, uh, for to forty-one months in prison for his role in the deadly January sixth attack. Uh, prosecutors had asked uh, the judge to impose a longer 51-month sentence uh, on him because, uh, oh, he pleaded guilty in September to obstructing an official proceeding. Uh, the sentence matches one lamb birth imposed on a former mixed martial artist film punching a police officer during the violence who was sentenced to 41 months of prison. The two are the stiffest sentences handed down to any of the 675 rioters. Okay. Mm. I don't know. I don't think this guy... I mean, yes, he was definitely, like, kind of like the... When you think about the January 6th riot, like, that guy is mm -hmm. one of the first people that comes into your mind. But mm -hmm. I feel like there were more dangerous people... That probably should have gotten longer sentences than him, because he was just kind of like a. I I have a feeling that this, like I said, this guy is not all there. He's not. Uh, mm. I don't know necessarily that he mentally knew exactly how. Um, what's a good word for it? What he was getting himself into, right? Oh, right here in the article it says uh, he was diagnosed with, oh, diagnosed by prison officials with transient schizophrenia bipolar disorder, mm. depression, and anxiety. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I was talking about. But maybe he will get uh, help in jail, though. Well, generally, if you were to be charged uh, and you they, would, they wouldn't send you to jail, they would send you to a psychiatric ward if, they, if you were found to be um, mentally incapable of, be, of, of being held at, at trial, mm. right? Because uh, him being found guilty says that they consider 
him of sound mind, if that makes sense. Hmm. But then they also said he has schizophrenia. So <laughs> hmm. I'm a little confused by this uh, sentencing. Yeah, that's uh, strange messaging, yeah. Right. Uh, Michael Flynn, uh, also, what is it with all the assholes we're talking about this week? Uh, Michael Flynn sparked outrage by saying that the U.S. Uh, must only have one religion. Yes, I, do you know what? I actually agree. I think you all should be Hindus. <laughs> I, I could, I couldn't agree more. I'm I'm with Trisha, and I think we should all be Hare Krishna. Oh, yeah. Specifically, Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh, Let me get my orange Mm -hmm. robe really quick before we start this article. (laughs) Hare Hare Krishna. Krishna. (laughs) (laughs) I got my flowers. You want a rose, bro? Here you go. Uh Uh-huh. I do. Thank you. Okay. Uh, disgraced mm-hmm. former Donald Trump aide Michael Flynn has sparked outrage by saying the U.S. must only have one religion. Mr. Flynn, who twice pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI, called for a single religion on a stage of Rewaken America conference in San Antonio, Texas, last Saturday. Uh, he said, in a quote, If we are going to have one nation under God, we must have one... Uh, we must ha- have... Oh, sorry. Let me do that again. If we are going to have one nation under God, we must, we have to have one religion, he said. One nation under God, one religion under God. Uh, Michael Flynn faces an instant backlash from his critics, saying he hates the Constitution and warning about his history, warning him about history repeating itself. Michael Flynn hates the Constitution, tweeted Pret. Baraha, former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. What about if I get to choose a Christian religion for you all? You all are Jehovah's Witnesses. Congratulations. Uh, Frank Guttenberg, a gun safety activist and the father and a father of the Parkland uh, of a Parkland massacre victim, said, uh, "I'm assuming when Michael Flynn tells the GOP followers." We need to be a nation with one religion. He's probably not thinking about Judaism, he tweeted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Scientology. Ooh, that would be fun. That would not be fun. (laughs) We'd all be being beaten in sheds. You all go, go around thinking in Scientology terms about clearing people. Well, we're going to get to aliens in a minute, so it's fine. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but uh, let's talk about uh, Egypt. Uh, because I've been to Egypt. Uh, one of my best travels were to Egypt. I love Egypt. I've never been there. Uh, you should go. Definitely. Okay. Cairo is amazing. Uh, if I could go back to ev- any place in, on Earth, it would be Cairo. Uh, no joke. Uh, three people stung to death as storms in Egypt washed scorpions 
And snakes into the streets. Okay, maybe you should wait a little <laughs> before going to Egypt when I, when I think about it. Uh, an extreme weather pattern in Egypt brought out a swarm of scorpions from their nests, resulting in hundreds of people in the southern city of Aswan being stung and three people dying from their injuries. At least 450 people were injured by scorpion stings on Friday. Holy crap. An Egyptian <laughs> that health... is a lot of people, yeah. Uh, an Egyptian health ministry official said to the BBC, heavy rain, hail, and dust storms near the Nile River forced scorpions and snakes out of the ground, Sky News reported. Scorpions displaced uh, by the weather then sought shelter inside people's homes, said the Independent. Egypt, Egypt is home to the flat-tailed scorpion, one of the most dangerous scorpion species in the world. An yeah. Egyptian newspaper uh, reported citing a health ministry officials that those who were injured have been hospitalized and are uh, receiving treatment. Uh, authorities have provided extra amounts of anti-venom medication to medical units in in the area. Um, so yeah, what happened, they, like, it was an unusually intense storm that happened, uh, which forced all these different animals out of their normal burrows uh mm -hmm. and th these animals snakes and scorpions fled like not only into the streets but into people's homes uh mm. causing all this chaos one of the things uh, worst things i've gone through i also happened in egypt to be fair uh i got a panic attack in uh the top layer of the Cheops pyramid that was very, very, very fun. What inside of it? Yes. Oh, so like uh, because of the because how small it was or something, like you yeah, got claustro yeah, claustrophobia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. And uh, the air up there was just like atrocious, and it was so hot that day. Well, imagine uh, so if it was I... filled with scorpions. <laughs> well, it was f filled with Germans. Is that uh, is that as bad as scorpions? Is that are you saying Germans are as bad as scorpions? I don't know what you're. I, I'm just saying that. Uh, my then wife uh, almost like had to go in front of me, shoving everybody like out of the way, like no joke. She she thought I was going to die there. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very 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 fun day. Uh, Jeff Bezos, again, what is it with all the assholes we're talking about this week? Uh, Earth will one day become Yellowstone National Park. Well, I think more or less Earth is Yellowstone National Park now, to be honest. I, I, well, I guess you'll understand more when I talk about this, but Jeff Bezos doesn't see us lasting much longer on Earth. Speaking to Ignatis Forum in Washington, D.C. this week, Bezos provided his vision of where humanity is headed. He claimed Earth might one day become a vacation destination, much like our national parks. And all manufacturing would be in outer space, with workers permitted to occasionally visit the Earth's surface. Okay. Yes, humans will be born in space and then visit the way you visit Yellowstone National Park, Bezos said. Bezos dreams of floating space cities that contain rivers, forests, and wildlife, he said during his panel discussion, The Independent reported. 
uh, over centuries, many people will be born in space. It will be their first home, he said. They will be born on these colonies, live in these colonies, and they will visit Earth the way you do, or the way you visit, you know, Yellowstone National Park. He added that floating cities of the future are more likely than colonizing distant planets, which is a subtle dig at Elon Musk. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, no, I was thinking you already were there, because now that you are all Scientologists, you believe that you came from outer space in the first place. I mean, all I picture here is that all the rich people still living on Earth, and then all the poor people working and living on, like, space station uh, out in space. Um, I mean, it makes me think of the 100, slightly, Mm. right? The first season, at least, where all the prisoners Mm. are up in this space station, and then, uh, what is another... I mean, there's a lot of different dystopian future type movies slash TV shows that have predicted this kind of idea of like the poor people live in space and work and then the rich people live in like this other uh, uh, bubble or there's the idea of like the lower level of earth is like totally polluted and that's where all the poor people live and then there's like this high rise way up in the in the sky so yeah i i mean this is like a straight up sci-fi idea of like how the world is going to be in the future i don't do you think it's possible possible i guess is the question oh yeah i mean jeff bezos wasn't born on earth so i believe that it's possible uh, but in all seriousness yeah of course i mean it's uh, it's possible. Uh, I, do I think it's plausible? Uh. I think this also puts into perspective why him and Elon Musk and these other billionaires, uh, there's like the new space race, as they call it, right? Right. This yeah. is why. Because they want to send yeah. all of us into space to work for them. Yeah. <laughs> Space, man. I always wanted to be into space. Man. Well, I think the thing about space is there's no regulations as far as, uh, let's say, you have to pay climate. Uh, there's different rules in, on Earth where if you have a factory and you're putting, uh, there's carbon tax, right? That's just mm. even one specific one I'll start with, carbon tax. There's no carbon tax in space. No. You can put out as much carbon as you want there, right? So I think the idea is, like, move all the factories to space, and then we don't have to pay the taxes, because there's no tax in space. Well, uh, Norway will own Jupiter, if that's okay. Well, he, well, like I said, Bezos is saying he's not about going to other planets. That's an Elon Musk oh. thing, apparently. Oh, Okay. Pluto wasn't a planet, was the point, but... Our, our overlords uh, are fighting each other. <laughs> uh, Spice Chief admits aliens may be bossing U.S. warships. What the fuck is going on? Well, let's play the video of her talking about this, and then we'll we'll discuss it. So, uh, let's see, 322. Okay, give me a countdown. In three, two, one. And the main issues that Congress and others have been concerned about are basically safety of flight concerns and counterintelligence issues. But of course, there's always the question of, is there something else that we simply do not understand that might come extraterrestrially? All right. 
Okay. So she's saying there could be something that comes extraterrestrially. So she's saying, yeah, uh, they're they're worried that something is going to attack warships from outer space. That's what she said. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I guess I'm not that worried about that. I think, well, the big news yesterday was that Russia shot down a satellite. Did you see this yesterday? No, I did not. Okay, Russia developed a weapon, apparently, according to the U.S., that can shoot mm. down satellites from space. And they used oh, it to shoot shot. down their own Soviet-era, you know, defunct satellite that had been, you know, probably floating around for the last 50 years. Uh, mm. They shot it and destroyed it. Um, and so now there's, like, this space war that's supposedly coming. Okay. Uh, and that goes into all of this, is that there's they're worried that extraterrestrial uh, beings are going to come down uh, and attack our own warships. Um, but it, it goes, yeah. there's like this whole, like we're, some people right now are worried about like a new Cold War, which is already kind of in place. We're already in the middle mm. of a new Cold War, like China between China okay. and, and the US. But mm. w what's also happening is we're going into like a space war, which we've talked about before all already. Uh, if you remember uh, the UN passing rules about wars in space uh, just recently. So there is something happening, uh, whether it has to do with, you know, actual extraterrestrials or whether it's uh, our own governments using that as an excuse to fight each other in space. There is some type of space war happening uh, or starting, which is interesting. So I do think that uh, it's something that we should be aware of, but I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not super afraid of it. I guess. I guess the big thing that people are talking about at, as of yesterday with the Russian satellite uh, weapon is that with one strike, uh, they could take out basically like all the the internet would be gone. Like you, no, your Alexa yeah. would no longer work. Like you know. Uh, all the cell phone capabilities, you could just basically take that out with just shooting out one or two satellites, you know? Um, not only that, then think about military communication and everything else. Like, our military could be totally disabled by just shooting down one satellite. Uh, so that that's, that's like, the concern people are talking about right now. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. I don't know. What do you think about war in space, I guess? I mean, if it happens in space, I'm. I, I guess it's it's better than happening on Earth. Maybe. Well, it it's it's a weird thing because, like, if one of those satellites gets shot down, I'm not going to be able to get a hold of you or anything like that because oh, right. the internet's going to be yeah. gone. Well. I guess you have to scream very, very loud to get. I mean, here's an article from the Telegraph. Uh, 
It says, War in Space... This is the uh, title of the article. War in Space began on Sunday. Here's why superpo superpowers are, are on red alert. Uh, Moscow shooting down a satellite highlights the new game-changing future of the front line of war. So... Hmm. Uh, do you like compromising? Sometimes it's good, right? And then sometimes it can feel like I, nobody wins. I mean, uh, we ha didn't have it in the news, but uh, what did you think about this whole environment conference where they come into a conference, uh, compromise? Do you think it's good? Or do you think it's bad? Everything I've seen f about it is that they didn't do enough. Right. That like no, like they can co compromise and make all these decisions they want, but if you don't do enough, none of it really matters when it comes to the environment. So. Yeah. But we, we, they don't care. They're gonna send us all into space to work for Jeff Bezos. So. <laughs> <laughs> we we can dirty space instead. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But uh, Trump is uh, going to tell uh, the truth about no more compromise with the right. This is Trump with Trump tells the truth. It says when a dog are afraid, he will bite. Well, I will not compare conservative with dogs, but they have been biting and biting and biting. We've always been scared with socialism, even social democracy, liberalism and so on. But we should be scared of what conservatives are now doing. Try to overthrow the government in the United States, the 6th of January last this year, should never happen. Well, it should never happen in a country called democratic. That conservatives changing the election laws so they can win new elections should not happen. When you talk about freedom of speech, individual freedom, and democracy, and do things like that, you are not for democracy anymore. You're just a fascist. You love it when people cheer you, but when people say against you, you bite. You start wars. Everything the conservatives have done for the last 20, 30 years have been a failure. I know a lot of people brag about how Ronald Reagan was a big president because he makes me feel good, because he's a strong leader. But I don't give a fuck about strong leaders. I don't give a shit about mighty, glorified generals and people who kick ass all over the world and make good bullshit in an action movie. I want a boring person. I, I've talked about this before. But we need somebody who can inspire again. We need something who's not conservative. There are some strange things about conservatives. It was about libertarians. They think if they work together, even like they don't have shared many values, it is much better than having anyone from the left. They are so desperate by not having anyone from the left try to do something that they're willing to do anything. How can libertarians, people talk about intellectual freedom, go along with Christian fundamental lunatics who want to ban abortion, who want to ban my gay marriage? When did those alliances start and why are they so precious? They are still there. Our, our 
lower taxes for the rich so important for you? Libertarians have no fucking self-respect. Then to come to the other issue. I've talked about tired about liberals. Yeah, I am. Liberals always want to stand people to the fucking death. They always try to break a fuck like they are like the leader of a glorified compromise. But that compromise doesn't exist. The people on the right now are not willing to compromise. They're only unwilling to compromise with some people on the right. There are smart people on the right. There are conservatives who has the values, who has principles. But those people are now in bed with the fucking lunatics and they're still getting fucked in the ass and just bending over waiting to take it all without Vaseline. Well, yes. If you don't like me fucking saying this, go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit about you tired little motherfuckers who get offended by anything. I say what the fuck I want. I always done it. In the five years I have this segment, I was gonna do. But that was not my part. We have to get fucking away from conservative bullshit. Conservative bullshit is giving us the climate crisis. Conservative bullshit are giving us a stupid war. But conservative bullshit are also giving us the immigrant crisis. Yes, all the immigrants you see now in Belarus standing on the border to Poland, how did they come there? Yes, because they're fleeing from countries that we fucking bombed and start war and stabilized in the first place. The right always want to do easy things and they always blame anyone else when shit hits the fan or straight in their fucking faces. This is going to be a horrible year to come. 2022 is going to be the fucking turning point. And we have to start fucking fight. There are no more fucking compromises anymore. No compromises for the fucking right. If they want to go compromises, they have to come and beg. It's way with the fucking bullshit. This was Trump, but Trump tells the truth. Have a fucking nice evening. Thank you, Tron, for telling the truth about that. Do you agree, Luke? Uh, I mean, at this point, there's... Uh, what's a good way? Because I don't want to, like, just generalize everybody on the right, but when you look at, like, the people, the current Republican politicians, they all stick together, right? And then you mm. see the left, and they seem to, at least, definitely with this whole budget thing, um, they don't... The Democrats don't seem to want to stick together the way the Republicans do, which that's, um, it, that is an issue, right? I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I do agree, uh, but I do think finding compromise on things that we do agree on would be nice. I mean, there I, are I just think the, the, the problem with the current Republicans is like, as soon as you say, as soon as you agree with them, that's when they go... That's when they disagree with you again because they go, oh well, if you say that, then I don't, uh, I I don't agree with that. Then, yeah. Even though I gr- agreed with it yesterday, now that you think that, I don't think that. <laughs> it's this weird, like you all. They always have to be the opposite, right? I guess so. 
let's talk about TV shows I've seen a lot. Uh, Yellow Jackets. This is something I uh, talk to you privately about. Uh, on Showtime, this is a horror show. Mm -hmm. or drama horror, I should maybe call it. It's about this... Uh, soccer team and uh, that uh, uh, lands in the mountain and has to survive there and then we go f forward in time and see what has happened to them 25 years later uh, huh. okay i really really dig this show uh one of the best shows i've seen maybe in quite a while very very cool uh juliet lewis isn't it uh for example uh christina ricci isn't it uh very many, many cool people that you would know uh but i'm going to give it a nine out of ten maybe nine and a half even really really like this show all right i saw let's see swap shop on netflix Swap Shop. Yeah, mm -hmm. do you watch this? I saw kind of an episode. Kind? Oh, you didn't get through the whole episode or something? No. It's a... I don't know. It's it's a reality show, kind of? I, I don't know kind what of. this show... Like, it definitely is... It, I kind of put it in, like, American Pickers territory, but I don't know, like, what that type of show is called, right? My biggest problem, so I, I have to be honest, I, I really tried to watch this, but I was like, I can't. It's so boring. I mean, it was, I I'm, I kind of had it on the background when I was doing other things, so maybe I didn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't, I didn't get bored by it, but it was just kind of blah, for sure. It wasn't something that was engaging to me, but it's something you can put on in the background. I mean, the basis of the show is that there's, a radio show somewhere mm. in the south of the U.S. I'm, I don't remember what uh, state it was, but uh, that puts up like th it. The radio show says, "Oh, this is for sale from this person. Here's their phone number." Something like that, mm -hmm. right? Um, so the radio show itself is basically just Craigslist, right? Which was confusing because we already have like. Craigslist or uh, other different, you know, Facebook marketplace and stuff like that. And this show mm. kind of was like trying to say, oh, th remember back in the 50s when this ha this radio show was a thing and people on the show act like, oh, if it wasn't for this radio show, I wouldn't be able to find these things. And you're like, well, just go on just go on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or the, uh, the many, n numerous, many websites that now exist because of the internet, <laughs> right? Uh, but it's trying to be, like, kind of nostalgic. I don't know. Um, the concept is weird. It's just a bunch of people finding things from a radio show, and I assumed that they were going to, like, talk to, like, the actual radio hosts, or something like that, but we never mm. see them. They don't exist other than just hearing the radio broadcast the itself voices, occas yeah. occasionally during it. But it mostly has to do with the buyers and sellers of the items from the radio show. Very strange. Uh, overall, I gave it a... I, I give it a... A four. Yeah, I can't give it anything because I, I really... You didn't get through uh, enough of it, right? No, I didn't like it, so... 
It was just confusing. The concept, like, didn't really make sense. That was the real issue for me. Well, a concept that makes sense, sadly, is uh, Paris in Love. Uh, Did it make sense? It did. Okay. Uh, They're getting married. That's the concept. Hilton is getting married. Uh, Her fiancé... Fiancé? Fiancé? Fiancé, yeah. Fiancé. Holy moly, what a man. I like I, I I think I want to give him like the man of the year award for being the most patient uh, person I have ever met in my entire life. Very rom- romantic as well uh, and extremely rich. So I guess that helps. Um, I think he just kind of is like, yeah, just whatever you want. That's fine. Great. Okay. That's yeah. cool, honey. I don't even know if it's patient as much as like he just doesn't give a shit. Like, cause whatever you want, yeah. Maybe, but yeah, no. But uh, I, I, I don't know why I like this show, but I did. Uh, I love love social pornography. I guess this was. It's like almost that. voyeurism because you're looking into these people's yes. lives in a way, right? Yeah. Uh. But when I, that is said, her mom, Jesus Christ, her mom. It's not the first time we've had a problem with her mother. <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to give this show a uh, three and a half. Uh, I give it a two. I think it's right on the line of one of the worst things I've seen. But it's, at the same time, it's like one of those shows where you can't look. It's a car crash, right? You yeah. don't want to look away. Yeah, exactly. Um, where should we? Oh, table. Did you watch Table Wars? I did not watch Table Wars. There is a reality show called Table Wars. What do you think it's about? Can I, can I guess? Can I guess? <laughs> sure. Uh, hmm. Is it about people uh, doing wood things to make tables? They do make a table or two in the okay. show, but it's actually about people who dress tables. Oh! <laughs> it's a competition reality tables. show starring okay. Tamara from Tia and Tamara, the oh my God. 90s <laughs> sitcom, oh. and Martha Stewart is a judge. Oh. They judge... Uh, it's a competition show to see who can make the table make their table like i don't even know that they call it um they call it something very specific but it's like they're designing a table with a theme and everything so they're like creating mm-hmm. like the perfect uh table setting so they give them like okay th- you're you have 10 people to serve and here's your theme and then they uh compete doing using that theme or whatever um mm-hmm. at least in the, this episode We've officially run out of ideas for reality shows at this point. When Martha Stewart is there complaining that your knife is backwards uh, and then it needs to be the, that the sharp the sharp part needs to go away from the plate, not towards the plate. We've officially run out of ideas, okay? Okay, guys? Just shut down the reality show market. We're done, <laughs> everybody. 
Wow. Uh, it was kind of amazing for how ridiculous it is. Um, that uh, sure sounds like a show. Yeah, are you worried about if the you you have the salad fork on the right side of the dinner fork? Well, this is the show for oh, you. Definitely <laughs> extremely worried about that. Uh, and the other thing is there, there's like all these just... There's one lady who's like a wedding... Uh, planner, and there's a lady who's like a party planner, and then there's a the one there's one guy who is a theme park designer, and he, so he clearly wow. has like a leg up on everybody else in the whole competition. So uh, it's kind of silly to begin with, just because of like everybody has their own different set of skills. But uh, yeah, it is. I don't. How did we get here? How did we get to the point where setting tables is now a reality show? It's this is nuts. Uh, Apple TV is turning out to be a better and better streaming service as long as it uh, it's. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoy Invasion. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they have gotten another show that is Amaze Balls. Uh, it is uh, The Shrink Next Door. Uh, this is with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. Uh, this is inspired by a true events. I was like, what the fuck, really? Uh, so it's about Marty that has this very uh, strange uh, therapist. Uh, uh, Dr. Ike. Uh, and... Uh, and it's so so weird because it's it's like it's Paul Rudd's uh, that's funny and Will Ferrell is playing playing kind of the the stooge in this and it's extremely funny and uh, the drama in it is very 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 funny and it's like uh, seeing how this doctor. Uh, uses uh, Marty to like uh, test his boundaries and things like that, and oh, it's like he he uses him for money over thirty years. It's like it is this incredibly true story, huh. and it's it is very very funny, incredibly well played. I'm also giving this nine nine and a half out of ten. Maybe even a 10 out of 10. I really think this is one of the best TV shows I've seen this year. And it has nothing to do with Paul Rudd being the sexiest man alive this year. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> no, okay. Is Paul Rudd the most sexy man? Uh, yeah, People Magazine said this week really? that he is the sexiest man alive. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yep, I... You got me. I, I mean, he's he's a mm -hmm. good-looking man, I suppose. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's not ugly. Sure. Um, I guess the last thing I saw was Mayors of Kingstown. Oh, this was good. Or Mayor of Kingstown. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, this was a very well-put-together show. It feels... Yeah. It feels strangely like Sopranos a little bit, right? You, like, you get Sopranos. this like Sopranos like weird <laughs> vibe out of it, right? It is Sopranos. It's got everybody's Sopranos. favorite app creator Jeremy Renner, um, yeah. and who actually does very well in this. I thought 
uh, what is his name? Kyle Chandler, who was yeah. in, uh, he was in that TV show from the 90s that I really liked. The one the about... Fugitives. What was he in? Fugitives. Oh, I was thinking of uh, the one where he's got like the newspaper that can see the future. Oh, that was such a good show. Right. He was, yeah, that was, that's what I always remember him from. Uh, Yeah, this show was very well done, very well put together. Maybe a little bit predictable at points. Very. And some of the acting is maybe a little, mm, uh, ham-fisted, a little overdone, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, the, uh, specifically, I guess, uh... Jeremy Renner, kind of, his accent maybe is the thing that is a little over over the top, <laughs> right? I mean, other than that, I think the, the rest of it's very good. I, uh, it's about a, a guy who basically runs this city, right? Because uh, it's kind of a crooked city. The whole city is crooked, but he basically. Mm is the in-between guy between all the bad elements within the city. Uh, so they call him the mayor. Uh, and then, the I guess, how do we say this? In the first episode, he kind of gets screwed over uh, on purpose by somebody in his own uh, orbit. Organization. Right, yeah. And so then it's the rest of the season, it seems like, is probably going to be about him trying to fix that situation so mm-hmm. uh yeah the acting's good the storyline's good i think that probably the best thing about this is like the cinematography what did you, what do you think i do agree that this really reminds me of sopranos the shield and oh yeah the like, shield that's a good example yeah, yeah totally very like that kind of show but I really liked the premise of the show, and I, I think I liked the acting. I I do agree that it was a little too obvious every time like things were happening. Uh, I liked the ending of episode 2 better than I liked episode 1. Uh, I think episode 2 was actually very, very good. Uh, but I, I think the setup for it was a little uh, clinky and uh, felt a little trite. Uh, I must say that the acting in it is very, very good. I think Diane West as uh, his mother was very, very good. Uh, very much like like her. I think he overacts a little. To, right. To say it, say I think it's the time. accent. It's the accent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I... Gave this uh, six and a half. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, that was the last thing I saw. What did you give it? Oh, I gave it a seven. I thought I already said that, sorry. Okay. Uh, I have two uh, other shows. Uh, under uh, Cover Underage. Uh, Say that again? Undercover called... Underage? Yes, Undercover Underage. This sounds like something you shouldn't watch. <laughs> it was on Pornhub. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it follows uh, uh, this child advocate, uh, Ro Powell, and uh, her team. 
uh, that uh, tracks uh, tries tried to hunt uh, pedophiles. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a uh, very interesting, and I I feel I feel like we get a very like naked inside of how this organization is run and why people are doing this and who are the victims and who are like like why yeah it's very very good done uh the two episodes that i uh uh saw that is out uh, i do really recommend uh i mean if if you are a little like sensitive to that kind of thing you should stay away from it but uh, other than that i do recommend it uh, I t- I give it a seven, a seven, a seven. Okay. Uh, the last thing I I saw was Love, Honor, and Betray. Uh, that uh, follows uh, the stories of uh, wives and husband dumped by their partners in a dark and devastating way this is uh uh one of those uh murder porn uh series uh you know what i uh, what that means it's discovery of course wait uh, mur- uh, when i think of murder, murder porn, porn i think of like hostile Oh, murder porn, porn documentary. Okay, it is, all right. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, no, this was shit. I give it a three. Oh, really? That bad? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, I guess the last thing we saw together was Inside Job episode, what was this, episode four? Yes, very funny. Uh, Sex Machina, after Cognito <laughs> Inc. buys a dating app, uh, Regan uh, bets her team that she can find a boyfriend and create a, and then creates a robot version of her perfect match to practice on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a running theme of her creating robots that go wrong in the show. <laughs> <laughs> there is a running theme of that. Uh, but it's also about like how insecure she is. Right. I really, I I like the moral of the story here in this episode. Sure. Yeah, I did, and it was it, it wasn't as good as last episode. A little less laughs and things like that, but it, I still really super enjoyed myself. I uh, I thought. This was funnier than the last episode, to be honest. It, it, it had a uh, a more comedic tone to it. It wasn't as like there was the last few episodes have been very kind of action based, even though it's like yeah. a silly cartoon. Uh, this mm-hmm. was just kind of more comedy based because it was all about her like uh, trying to use Tinder, basically. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- the whole concept of the show is interesting this definitely uh strayed farther away from the conspiracy theory joke stuff which helped i think Mm -hmm. with this show because if you stay in that vein too much then the i think i even said it last week that the the joke can kind of like uh, run its course Yeah, yeah run out yeah exactly where this this episode really didn't focus on that at all it was more about her and her 
yeah, like you said, insecurities. And then, mm. uh, but we also kind of got to know some of the other characters better mm. in this episode uh, more than we have in the past few episodes. So this episode I thought was one of the better episodes so far. Yeah, well, um, actually, when I uh, when uh, when you say it that way, I would agree. But I I, I think maybe because uh, the three that we have seen are so action based, this were like felt a little more laid back, as you say. Right. But I I I would give it a seven and a half. I've got to give it like an eight point five, I guess, because I gave the last oh. one an eight. Um, I think this was this and the first one so far have been the best episodes to me. Uh, I'm going to be a rebel and stuck a little around here, uh, because I'm going to say, Luke, uh, that you and me, we have a very good and close relationship with uh, the Eurovision Song Contest. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about this American Song Contest thing? I mean, yeah, I don't like song contests, but I have a feeling it's just going to be the American version. They're going to turn it into just American Idol, uh, and then calling it your the American song contest. You you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be like the same kind of thing that we're used to as far as the European Eurovision. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I the Americans just have a way of Americanizing everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the live competition consists of three qualifying rounds, followed by the semi-finals and then the ultimate semi or grand finale. So that's uh, three, four, five. It's not that much more than uh, the normal Eurovision. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like how it's filmed, how the host acts. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, true. yeah. Um, the way it's produced, like the feeling of it, that it's going to become mm. like uh, the whole back of the stage is going to be a giant uh, Pepsi ad or something. You know what I mean? That's a, the Americanizing I was talking about. Uh, yeah. But it is. It says American Song Contest to launch Monday twenty first of February two thousand twenty two. So in a few months. Mm, um, on NBC. It says right here, American Song Contest is executive producers Audrey Morrissey, Andres Lahoffer, Christoph Borchmann, Peter Setman, Ola Meltzger, uh, and Gregory Lipstone. Uh, the series is produced and propagated in association with Universal Television Alternative Studios and Universal Studios Group. So this mm -hmm. is a Universal Studios production. That's, yeah, that, I have a feeling... This is going to get really Americanized really quick, but we'll see. I mean, maybe it'll be good. Uh, I I can promise you one thing. We will cover it here. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, YouTube uh, is in the wind. They want to remove dislikes. I, I, yeah, I don't know if this was... It was one of the bigger dramas of the week, for sure. Uh, YouTube users oh, yeah. will no longer see how many dislikes a video has got. The platform says it has made the changes to protect users from dislike bombing and reduce stress and embarrassment for creators. Uh, dislike bombing is where a coordinated group of people move to dislike a video uh, to put off other potential viewers. 
That's not why mm -hmm. people people do that because videos are bad. When a video is bad, people go, "Hey, this video is bad," and then everybody goes and dislikes it because it's a bad video. I don't know. I I don't believe that. As someone that will maybe be in, be on YouTube soon, I'm very happy about this. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, the change has not been fully rolled out yet. YouTube's announcement uh, move has had 53,000 dislikes itself so far. Uh, cre mm -hmm. Content creators will still be able to see their own dislikes on videos, uh, but people... But you know, it's not going to be available to see, see the public. So this is the... It's supposed to reduce stress and embarrassment for creators, but they still can see the dislikes. Right? Yeah. So how is that... See, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. And somebody pointed out... Uh, I don't know. So, somebody did. They were like, the first... In any video that people don't like, the first comment from now on that's going to be the high, the highest voted comment uh, is going to be a post in the comments that says, hit like if you dislike this video, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so it's not going to change anything. It's just the way Twitter works. Twitter doesn't have a dislike button, but as soon as a comment... Uh, that really like nails somebody's uh, tweet comes out and then it ratios them. That's what tells everybody, mm -hmm. hey, this was a bad tweet. So it's like there's a, just dis removing the dislike button, if anything, is going to cause more stress and embarrassment to creators because it's going to make people go more to the comments. And what's the worst thing about YouTube? The comments. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what they really should take away the comment section. Oh yeah, oh, or yeah, or figure out a way to. Uh, well, there's no way to. I mean, they've the, the comment section they tried to deal with with the whole like children video thing, um, mm -hmm. where you, they're literally if you're making videos for children, the comments don't exist on those videos. So they have tried dealing with the comments to a degree. Uh, why were people scared that the Netflix premiere of Tiger King 2 would be disrupted, Look, uh, Because the floor judge uh, is making a ruling on Wednesday about Carol Baskin's legal case. Um, mm. Carol right. Baskin. I think the other thing that I, I had heard is they... Well, because... I th Did we talk about it last week or not? That Joe Exotic... Came out that he had cancer, cancer. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a few different kind of like you know um, up in the air situations when it comes to the story. So people were kind of mm. saying like maybe uh, there's an issue here. Uh, and then it says here a legal battle between Netflix Inc. and a couple who doesn't want to be featured in the streaming uh, services new Tiger King two. Won't be settled before the show is set to release on Wednesday as well, and that Carol Baskin, right? So I guess there, there's some kind of legal battle happening also. Mm-hmm. But uh, now they are going to put it out anyway. Uh, apparently they did. Yeah. Hey, I know what you should do. You should go to audibletrial.com/adc. That's. AudibleTrial.com slash A D C. You will get a free book and a free 30 day trial of Audible. 
if you cancel your subscription, I am going to bet that you don't, uh, you can keep your book and uh, it's 110% free. Uh, I think you should do it and I think you should get Empire in Black and Gold uh, by Adrian Tchaikovsky. It's a very good book. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britney's free. Again. Well, I guess... From, Again. F- f- actually now. Actually released from a 13-year conservatorship. Britney has described mm-hmm. the termination of the legal arrangement that controlled many aspects of her life as the best day ever. Uh, she said, Baby, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Uh, fa- fans gathered outside the LA court to support Spears, who had described the guardianship as abusive. Her father, Jamie, earlier said that it was necessary, but agreed it was time for her to retake control of her life. Mm. Yeah, there's a there was a fairly large uh, what rally outside the courthouse. Um, there's some pictures yeah, down here below. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. H3H3 sent directly from from it. Uh, was kind of interesting to see how many people were there. Uh, celebrity and businesswoman Paris Hilton wrote on Twitter: "Moments is so long overdue." Adding, "You're the best. Your best days are yet to come." That, that, just to connect back to to Paris Hilton. Mm. Paris Hilton, the best. Lady in the world. Uh, Do you hear that uh, Drake and uh, whatever his other like rapper thing got to be friends again? Oh, Kanye. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, I heard that. Um, I mean, Kanye is doing like uh, religious services now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like every week, Uh, he's he's gone a whole crazy different direction in his life obviously uh so maybe he's changed and they got, they became friends again i don't know is drake really really religious i have no i don't know a lot about drake well he spent more than a million at the houston strip club day after oh so not not very religious then probably no. <laughs> <laughs> after the astro world tragedy yeah no this is awful in the hours following the tragic events at Astroworld, Drake hosted an after-party at Dave & Buster's and then went on to spend a million dollars at a strip club. Not a great Dave look. Dave & Buster <laughs> strip club. Yeah. <laughs> what is worse, Dave & Buster or the strip club? Well, I, I think the, the strip club is... Because like, at Dave & Buster's, at least we reported last week, it was, it was reported, whether it's true or not, a lot of people speculating mm-hmm. that it's not true, that they didn't know what was going on when, when they were at Dave & Buster's. By the time they're spending a million dollars at the strip club, they knew what was going on, right? They knew there, were, yes. there had been an issue. And they're still, like, balling out at the strip club instead of, you know, being upset at home, being like, oh, my God, what did we do? So it shows a lack of empathy for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, pretty up there of uh, things you shouldn't uh, 
uh, after such a tragedy, it doesn't put you in a good light. To right, their PR team is like ripping out their fingernails. Yeah. yeah. Like, save us! Uh, how do you think uh, the education system in America is? Look, it's pretty fucked up, right? Well, I mean, I haven't been to school in a while. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not great, probably. It wasn't great when I was uh, in school, so... Do you have any ideas how you could get uh, people more interested in math? Uh, porn? Porn? Really? Yeah, just have naked people teach you teach you stuff. Uh, Wasn't that a joke in like that uh, that one TV show a few years ago where they like had the porn actress do the plumbing tutorial? What was that oh, yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that show? Again? Yeah. Anyway, yes, uh, there is a math tutor that uh, posts his lessons on Pornhub. I, I I don't know. Do you find math sexy? I mean, no. Uh, but what you know? What do you? What are you gonna do? I actually have seen a lot. Like, uh, there, there's a lot of strange stuff on Pornhub. People have been just posting stuff on there. Apparently. Like that's mm. not porn. <laughs> it's a weird place, apparently. I did right. You know, when I uh, use Pornhub, I definitely use it for math. That uh, that's for sure. Shang, Shang Wei Cheng, Shang Wei Cheng, thirty-four, who also goes by Cheng Shu, is a Taiwanese math tutor who runs a Pornhub account with 7,000 subscribers. His channel, uh, fronted by a cheeky play hard, study hard slogan, contains hundreds of videos of him explaining calculus. His videos have racked up almost 2 million views in total, making him a successful, fully clothed content creator in a, st in a space mostly dominated by nudity. Right. Yeah, what? Why? Like... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand this. Me don't understand. That is such a weird thing to, like, fetishize about, like, ooh, ooh, give me some calculus. It says he was running a tutoring center in his city, but when... He he got caught off guard in February when one of his co-workers opened a new school right above his. Chang was suddenly left with a messy with messy remains of defunct teaching space and over a million dollars in debt. Oh, uh $35,900 in debt is a million uh NT whatever that is in uh, another right uh, uh including money that he had borrowed from the bank to set up his school. Ultimately, Chang decided to start a new business where he put his skills as a tutor to good use. He pivoted to online teaching and set up a website. Chang tried to get the teaching website off the ground. Uh, so yeah, instead of pitting his tutorials against an avalanche of teaching videos that were readily available online, Chang and his team decided to give them a different kind of exposure, and they decided to upload them to Pornhub. So it was all about, like... Nobody else is nobody else is teaching math on Pornhub. This is like a this is an open market, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm going to give it a chance. Uh, I will tell you next week if it worked or not. 
What's some math? At how long until uh, it nudity does get incorporated into this map? Right. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be long. Uh, what is sexy plus sexy? Uh, okay, uh, movie new, movie round, movie round. Have you seen a movie? I saw the Suicide Squad this week. You did? Yeah. Um, my biggest critique is not enough Flula. Needed more Flula. <laughs> he was very funny. Uh, yeah, he was good in it. Uh, I mean, it was a very funny movie. It was, uh, kind of silly and everything. Mm. Um, clearly trying to get away as far away from the other suicide squad mm -hmm. as it could be um i don't know the ending was kind of like are they trying to set up for a sequel because yeah, this is a definitely. dumb way to set up for a sequel <laughs> it is but i i it's it it is definitely my favorite of the two suicide squad movies uh yeah, I, I mean, I still had problems with certain parts of it. There were very cheesy jokes, and they're very kind of dumb. The the humor was just dumb, um, mm. not really well thought out. Certain parts of the plot line. Um, overall, I, I guess I give it like what five point five. I guess it's kind of in the middle, but just above average. Okay. Cool. Uh, I have only seen the movie that we saw together. I found out. Oh, well, that's the only other movie yeah. I saw. Red Notice. Cool. Red Notice. Uh, With Dwayne. Yeah. Let's. Can you explain to the audience what it's about? And I, I will do the best parody of uh, the villain they have ever heard. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about... What, uh, he, is The Rock an FBI agent or a CIA agent? He's some type of American agent. international spy type mm -hmm. agent guy. Right, uh, and he gets tricked into an, the world of international crime by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, mm -hmm. And they get, they're going around trying to find three eggs... Which is probably the part that annoyed me the most, because we have no clue why they need these three eggs the whole movie until we, the end where we find out, and it's the dumbest reason ever. Yeah, and also, all of them were like a hundred million each. Like, right, hello. yeah, you just need one egg, you don't need all three. Yes. But for some, we find out why they want all three at the end, and it's like, yes. great. We're so, not going to spoil it, right. it's stupid. Yeah, it's just dumb. Uh, but it was kind of funny. The comedy was pretty good. Really bad mm -hmm. green screen stuff happening in this. They did not take the time to do the special effects background work to make this look like... like the one scene that I'm picturing in my head is where they jump off the waterfall uh, mm -hmm. and they're in the jungle and it's like, this is clearly they're just standing on a green screen stage right now. It does not look real whatsoever. Oh, that's the other thing. The waterfall scene just clearly stolen directly from The Fugitive. And then the music in most of this is just stolen from multiple other movies, right? Uh, Gal Gadot? What did you think about her? She was... Okay. Uh, fine. Uh, I yeah. didn't have any problem with her in this movie. I, uh, 
the her acting it was she actually didn't have a huge role in this when you think about Not it really. she was in yeah. certain scenes and stuff but mostly focused on the rock and uh what's his name ryan reynolds mm-hmm. yeah uh let's talk about the villain in this movie because uh i'm, I'm going to give you a very good red hint of how he sounded uh but uh, yeah what did you think about the villain who played the villain? I don't even remember what who played. I, the I don't know who played the villain, but he sounded like Dumbledore. Right. Uh, yes. And when I say that, it it's like comically sounded like Dumbledore. He was like, "Oh, do you want to steal the eggs of Cleopatra, Harry?" It's almost like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he had this very... His name is Chris Diamantopoulos. Diamantopoulos, I think. He doesn't have a name to have this kind of accent. Because his accent all of a sudden changed in this movie. It didn't... Yeah, it's. it was totally out of place. It felt like... Somebody else was voicing, like, talking behind him, and he was just doing the mouth movements. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you, the Rock Twain Johnson, you are so big and tall. Yeah, it was... Uh, there was a lot of problems with this film, for sure. Uh, but it was still fairly entertaining, so I give it a, I don't yeah. know, a four... A four point five, yeah. I mean, it's I, totally it, watchable. Yeah, it's like mind goop fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to think about what's going on really. It's just like some of the jokes are silly. There's action happening. Uh, it's fairly. It looks good. Um, the storyline is kind of stupid, uh, mm-hmm. but other than that, no it's pressure. fine. It's it's definitely National Treasure. National Treasure, The Fugitive, uh, yeah. what was uh, a Dan Brown book uh, or yeah. movie? Yeah. Yeah, or Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yeah, that was the other one. Yes. Or maybe yeah. in certain parts there's like a Laura Croft kind of feel to it also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the best thing was the villain, of course. Yeah, why it was he that accent? I, I don't know why they were like that's we're gonna go with that one. That's the one we're going with. <laughs> uh, hey, look, do you want to see a movie about Belfast? Sure, let's watch a trailer. Ooh, was loud. Focus feature. Was that Skate Three? <laughs> that was like the dock it's a, it's, area yeah, from Skate 3. Look, 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 I like Skate 3, yeah. Oh, no, it's Belfast uh, in 1969. The summer of 69. <laughs> I have heard this is pretty good. Well, it, it has to be good. It's in black and white. That means... Mm-hmm. That means good, right? Yeah, every movie is good that is in black and white. 
I mean, just look at Kenball Holocaust. Oh, it's about the IRA. Oh my god, is Dumbledore going to show up? This does look really good. It does. We're living in a civil war. What do you want? They say it's an Oscar contender. Well, it's got a lot of really big actors. It's in black and white. It's about a political struggle in the past. Yeah, I can see that as <laughs> an Oscar contender. It's an Oscar bait. It smells, it smells very Oscar bait, yeah. Oh, I like her. I really want to see this movie. Actually. That's a good trailer. Damn good yeah. trailer, for sure. Made me super interested in the movie. Only in theaters. When was the last time you were in a theater? May I? Ask, look. A few, what, three years ago, probably? Maybe more? Do you remember what movie it was? <sighs> no. I remember the experience. I even remember talking to the, the ticket guy, but I don't mm. remember what movie I went to. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, look? A semi-autobiographical film which chronicles the life of a working-class family and their young son's childhood during a, tum oh, during the tumultuous uh, late 1960s in the Northern Ire Ireland capital. Uh, 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 78% on Metacritic, 86% of Google users liked it. Yeah, Christy Wagner on Google says, most boring movie i ever seen, and I couldn't understand their accents. I'm going to guess that she's American. Uh, nothing bad about Americans, but... Hmm. Uh, what do you think about Judy Grant that said, this movie, I gave it full stars, uh, five stars, and said, this movie was excellent. Moving, poignant, in-depth study of the life of the family in a grim, stark, uh, crowded and poor Belfast neighborhood in 1969, shot in, uh, in black and white, it says there. I'm going to guess that is black and white. Black and white! Uh, and looked like uh, it would imagine at the time. There were a couple of shots of violence on the streets, but mostly uh, about the family. Uh, I went to the IMDb. Cami Dreher, Dreher says she recommends this movie. This was beautifully made, breathtaking movie. The actors were amazing, and it was compelling from the first moments. Best film I've seen in years. But Charles Burge says... I just saw it today. Listen carefully. For us that are not used to an Irish accent, I missed a lot of dialogue, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need it with uh, subtitles. Right, yeah, well, I, it's only in theaters, so... Uh -huh. Right. Also coming out, uh, Julia, that is a documentary, uh, and 
The documentary chronicles the lives of Julia Child, Brian Grazier and Ron Howard serves as executive producers. Uh, 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 5 out of 5 on Movie Insider. Uh, no Google users. Uh, paper and glue. Using an unexpected canvas, artist JR intends to give a global voice to everyday people through a genre-blending combination of public art, photography, and large-format spectacle. Uh, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb, directed by JR. So I guess this is directed by him and about him. Uh, love is love is love. Uh, three stories resolves around, guess what? Love. Oh. Uh, commitment and loyalty between couples and friend, directed by Eleanor Coppola. I'm going to guess that's the other daughter of Francis it Ford. Sounds like it, or maybe the daughter of the daughter. Maybe at that. this point, uh, five, five, uh, five point five out of ten on IMDb, just twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and forty-two percent of Google users like this movie. Soulmates says Sam and Jess are t- everything. Oh, Sam and Jess are everything to each other. But when Jess meets Landon, Sam begins to fear. She will be cast aside. In order to save her sisterhood, Sam will pull out all the stops to keep Jess's relationship from developing any further. Uh, 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, directed by Timothy Armstrong. Let's see if it's got any Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Okay, what movie do you want to see? I mean, Belfast looks the best, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm I a big... I don't know why, but Julia Child, when I was a kid, always entertained me. She's just Loved like... A, her. She's so entertaining, you know what I mean? Oh, she's the best. And so I do want to see Julia also, but uh, yeah, Belfast just looks really, really good, so... Uh, next week, we're going to do this thing again, and again, and again, and again... It, we are Groundhog Day, just that we do it weekly. It's a weekly Groundhog's Day. Yes, uh, we will do news of the week, TV and movies of the week. We will do uh, Inside Job episode five. Then we will do another digital review of Black Friday. Black Friday, isn't that soon? Uh, yeah, in like a what a week and a half or something. Yeah, yeah. Enough. Are you going to buy anything? I, I, like nowadays, uh, Black Friday, quote unquote, has already started in most like online mm-hmm. spaces because it's it become like a two week, three week thing that happens uh, around this time. So certain places That's like true. online are already doing it. Black Friday is not as much of a thing now that the Amazon's around, I guess. <laughs> Okay, it's time for Traitor Round. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Anything special you want to bring up that you have seen or you think is irrelevant? Uh, did you... Unis Honest? What? Unis Honest tease? Oh, really? Both on the Markiplier channel a few days ago and on the Crank Gameplays channel... 
there was a one-year anniversary video of the Unis Honest thing, and at the end of it, they're both standing next to a casket. Because there's two different videos. They're both standing next to the casket, and they walk away from it, and it pans down, and the casket starts ticking with the Unis Honest clock noise. Mm. Suggesting that it's not dead is what I was thinking that meant, but I'm not sure. Interesting. Have you seen anything about that? No. Uh, well, I can look it up right now if you want to talk about something else. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Taylor Swift, all too well. Uh, the short film uh, Taylor Swift gave out, uh, written and directed with herself, uh, just like 15 minutes. Uh, very cool. Very eh, funny. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's cool that she's, like, looking into uh, different ventures. I I really liked it. Uh, Mr. Beast getting cancelled, I guess, is something you're talking about? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, this is stupid. (laughs) So Mr. Beast is making a video about Squid Games, which is, like, he's making an actual Squid Games thing. And apparently it's costing more to make... His video than than it did for one episode of of Squid Games itself. Um, right. And people are up in arms saying, "Oh, you could have just given that money to homeless people." I think that's the best way to put it. <sighs> yeah. And uh, they are going after him for some reason. And uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't get it. I really, really don't get it, but uh, I guess uh, I guess that happens when people get rich, uh, like people get annoyed of how they use their money. I think it was was it. I don't remember who made it. I think it was Moist Critical made a video saying like, uh, the only reason Mr. Beast has as many viewers as he does is because he makes outrageously expensive videos. So to get this message out that people mm-hmm. are arguing like is an important message about the problems of capitalism and things, he has mm-hmm. to do this to get the message out. So he, it's like a catch-22. To get the message out, he has to do this. But to do this, people are mad at him because they're saying he's hypocritical, but he's getting the message out that they want got put out there, right? So it's like it's a yeah. catch twenty two. He can't win no matter what what he does. But in 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 the end, uh, Mr. Beast does charity all the time. Like it's his yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Cold ones almost had a podcast. <laughs> Oh, I liked uh, I I liked it most of it. I, I I didn't finish the whole thing because it kind of started to get old for me. But they were yeah. they kind of just went back over their whole thing over yeah. the time they've been doing it. And like, I never realized like the reason they started doing those crazy videos, which are probably my favorite thing that they've done, is because of the pandemic. Like they mm. decided, uh, we can't get guests in in the studio and we don't want to do like skype call interviews all the time so let's figure out a new model of video that we can do for at least the time period of the pandemic and they live in australia which is still in lockdown right now by the way so they're still like Mm. i guess we're gonna go with this and it turned out to be like their most successful uh 
videos were those ones that were just like buy crazy things off uh, online and get drunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which mm. has become a very good uh, staple of their channel, even though they don't do a lot of videos. Okay, what I'm seeing, November, this is from the Markiplier Wiki. So, you know, take it for that. Uh, November 14th, around midnight Pacific Standard Time, Mark and Ethan uploaded a separate videos to their main channel titled Memento Mori, in which they pay respects to the now-defunct Unis Honest channel on its death day, as well as reflecting on their one-year journey since the series' conclusion. That's all it says. It doesn't say anything. But I, I perceived it as, like, something else, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not seeing anything yeah. else about it. Maybe it's just that then. Could be that. That they just wanted to, like... Do a, just a reflection on yeah. a year later. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong, though. <laughs> I really do. I, I'm, honestly, I, I like the idea of Unisonis and that you can't... Like, it's all gone. But sometimes I'm like, I really wish I could go back and watch the... Oh, yeah only eat onions for 24 hours video or certain other videos oh. and I'm like I really wish I could go back and see that again because that was such a cool video and now it's yeah. just it's gone I'm sure actually there's probably some place online you can find them I, if I really tried uh, I don't have anything else um, I got really mad this week at our recently in Oregon they privatized bottle oh, returns yes. <laughs> you sent me this enormously long uh, conversation about bottles, and I was like, what are you talking about? I got really mad, because they, like, decided that when you do bottle returns, that you're not, you, they, you can't buy alcohol with the bottle returns, which basically what they're doing is they're making it harder for homeless people to get alcohol, right? Mm. Which is just mean. And the, when they privatized it, they made it so you can only return bottles to one place, which also makes it harder for homeless people because they have to travel to this one place, right? So they have to be within a certain area of this one building like before they privatized bottle returns there was like you could go to any grocery store and return cans or bottles and so homeless mm. people had an easy way to get a little money if they needed food or if they needed this or they needed that right and lots of times homeless people buy alcohol i don't really care if they buy alcohol right uh but apparently this company does and so i'm i'm not very happy about it <laughs> I, I think that is an evil just horrible thing to do uh, for no real benefit to them as a company, right? Can I just read what it said, the thing that you sent me? Sure. Uh, it says, Violations of these terms and conditions could result of enclosure of your account uh, with or without notice. That is so fucked up. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I'd, yeah, they, they're... The, when I was a kid, bottle returns was like, uh, at, you know, in the early 90s, uh, mid-90s or whatever, it was like, this is good for the environment. The reason we're doing mm -hmm. bottle returns is because we're recycling, it, we can make more bottles out of it, it's all about, like, it's good for the earth, it's good for everybody as a whole. And now privatizing it, they're like, oh, we don't really give a shit about recycling, that has nothing mm -hmm. to do with what we're doing here. Uh, we're just trying to make money, and it's like... Uh, it's it's ruined the whole concept of like bottle return to me. Uh, mm. It's just fucked up. 
It is definitely fucked up. Uh, but so is the world, to be fair. Right. Yeah. I, I'm. It's just happening in my community, and so that's why I'm <laughs> mad about it so much. Yeah. No. I. 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 And and I know when Luke is bothered uh, about something because I get like sixteen messages about it. So. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, there were, I sent you a, what, a few messages. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I, it, I'm exaggerating. I went to the yeah. store and uh, found out about it, and then I come home and I do did research to figure out, okay, what the hell is actually going on here? And then I was like, mm -hmm. that's when I really got mad, and then then I start uh, uh, mad posting to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, go and empty your bottles into the sea, everybody, because no, well, it, should actually. Yeah, no, don't do that. Uh, yeah, still yeah. recycle, but uh, yeah, still recycle. I guess the one way you can get around this company if you're in Oregon is you can go to the place yourself, and but then you have to physically do you have to physically go there and physically do the bottles. And there's like I said, there's only one place to do it in most cities, so yeah. Boo. Boo. Okay, uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.